and welcome to the How to Be Me Again holiday special. This is a special episode for everybody. Um, We thought it might be a good idea to talk about how to get holiday ready. It can be a a bit of an overwhelming, stressful, trying time. I mean, it can be a very joyful and wonderful time as well, but I think we're all well aware of... Yeah, yeah, let's be be real. (laughs) That's just propaganda marketing. It's not real. (laughs) It's terrible and it's going to be hard. (laughs) But you can do this. We believe. We believe. I feel like as you were saying the intro, I wanted to have like jingle bells. I know, right? Maybe you can put that in post. <laughs> maybe I can. Or maybe I maybe, can. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll see. find out. <laughs> if there are jingle bells right now, you guys all need to give me like a virtual yes. high five because it's yes. pretty impressive with my limited uh, editing skills. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, what we're going to chat about in this episode is just kind of some of the pitfalls or some of the the things that we tend to um, fall into during the holiday season some of the triggers and kind of having an idea of how you might deal with them. So this whole podcast, we've talked about all of our experiments and the idea that we are putting all these different tools on our toolbox to help us in these different situations. And I think during the holidays, it can be such um, an overwhelming time for people, even with the positive emotions, it can be still overwhelming. Um, And I think that if you create a little toolbox that's special just for the holiday season, I think that could be really useful because it is a unique time and it comes with unique circumstances. Um, So I think that that's what we're going to be chatting about in this episode, just to kind of get an idea. I know I'm going to have to um, think of some tools to put in my toolbox because I'm going to be going away for, uh, for two weeks with my family to Mexico. So it's going to be wonderful and I'm super excited, but I also know it's going to be challenging to be around my family for such a long time. Um, so I'm definitely going to have to come up with some stuff um, to figure out how I'm going to deal with those situations in a way where I'm still taking care of myself and not keeping, you know, keeping my boundaries in place and doing all the things that will leave me feeling okay at the end of the whole thing or better yes. than okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but isn't it interesting? Because like, as we were saying in the beginning, like, let's be real. <laughs> like, it's all like, it's like. <laughs> most wonderful time <laughs> of the year not really or like, is it? <laughs> yeah yeah or um come sometimes the most stressful and like I don't mm. want to be a downer about like the holiday season because I definitely look forward to it yeah. at the same time I know last year so it's really interesting actually that you and I are going to have rather different holiday experiences mm-hmm. this year I mean I do I am with my family but it's a family of four it's not like extended it's just our yeah. our like in a sanctum yeah <laughs> but like <laughs> it's getting more stressful for me because I have super high expectations on myself ah. um, for any regular listeners that won't come as a real shock to you <laughs> we talk about it at nauseum <laughs> um, yeah I, I like last year especially so last year I had my skin was like really really flaring and I was about six months pregnant um, at Christmas last year. So it was just a lot going on. Yeah. And I remember the, t- the time between uh, Canadian Thanksgiving and Christmas, which we celebrate, I uh, I was just really, really miserable. And I have, so I really enjoy like cooking a feast and I enjoy entertaining. Mm-hmm. And we had plans to like have friends come over for like Christmas dinners that didn't happen. So there was like 
the pandemic component, which we're going to address during this episode. But there was also just like those expectations I had on myself where it was like, I need to do this type of cooking and I need to have this type of desserts available, which means I've got to go and do this. And then my daughter's getting older. She's going to be three. She's three at the moment. So she'll be three this Christmas. She was two last Christmas. So last Christmas was like, her first Christmas where she's like mm. really starting, starting to, get to into understand it. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to put in extra effort because like the joy of like seeing her open her Christmas because we have Christmas sacks. So she like opened her Christmas sack and pull out her toys and presents and things. Yeah. And like, so there was just like layers upon layers of expectations I was putting on myself to yep. the point where my husband and I, because I was like kind of expressing how stressed I was feeling about it all. And we decided we, we kind of like forgot that pre-made salads exist <laughs> and we like <laughs> forgot that cake mix exists. Like there was these things that I legitimately, I'm, yeah. I'm not joking. Like I legitimately forgot that those things can be purchased and made easy. Because become, you think you have to do it from scratch, do everything every from scratch. Yeah. Yes. And I'd really, and the truth is I actually enjoy cooking when I'm feeling well, but I was not feeling well. Yeah. And I was still operating under the make it from scratch, you know, perfect. I'm doing air quotes. I think that part of that too is like what's going to be, it's kind of like figuring out what is the thing that's going to have the maximum impact that you want? Like why is it that you have those expectations on yourself, right? You want to give your family a really special, memorable time of year and maybe build some traditions and stuff like that, right? But it's so interesting what you just said there because it's like give them. Like where mm, do I factor into it? It's like because I'm so focused on like I want to give Zinnia, my daughter, like the most magical Christmas. But yeah, I was going to be stressed to the eyeballs. Yeah. And like, I love what you said there. I think the 80 20 rule really applies here. It's like, what's the 20% of effort that gets 80% of the results? Like- exactly. Because that's the thing. It's like, okay, so spending all this time making full dinner and full dessert and everything from scratch and stressing out about it and the effort and everything when you're not already not feeling well yeah. and doing all that. And there's of that, three of us. Like, like I mean, is, calm it down. Yeah. Like, is Zinni going to notice? Is, is she even going to? be able to tell that that cake came out of a box like or that you did made it from scratch no like people yeah. won't be able to tell that kind of stuff no. so why you know put all of this extra effort and stress and expectation yes. on yourself for something that you're not you're not going to end up enjoying because you're going to no. be so tired and sick and all these things like and then all Zinni's going to remember is that Oh, you know, like mommy was so stressed. Like mommy's always tired on Christmas and doesn't, you know, interact with anybody. Exactly. And (laughs) you know know what's so funny is like it's amazing what you forget because I grew up on like cake mix. Like, Mm -hmm. like we only ever made cakes from cake mix. I didn't even know there was any such thing other than cake from cake mixes. Like probably until I was well into my teenage years. Yeah. It's just so silly how you get like, again, it's just that perfectionism coming out. It's like, I get so perfectionist about like, exactly. I've got to make the perfect cake and it's yep. got to have stout in it. Like how ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just the stress, but you know, it's interesting because the reason I kind of said how different our Christmas is going to be. So I have not had an extended family Christmas, even with my family, like as in the family I grew up in, mm-hmm. I have not had a Christmas with my family in I think seven years. Like my husband and I, maybe eight, my husband and I moved away in Australia before we moved overseas and had like, I think two Christmases with no family. It's been a really long time. So I'm not even doing this stuff to like 
impress others, impress which other is often people. that like external, you know, it's really just that my can own. Be hugely challenging. Yeah. Exactly. And I really want to touch on that with yeah. your because this is why oh. I'm going to have that next year when I'm back in Australia. Yeah. Like that's going to be a mind. That's going to be field. a whole different thing. Yeah. That's going to be so different. But I'm I also am conscious that like you're going to have a bit of that experience with like a bigger mind you, do you have Christmases with your family pretty regularly? We we fairly regularly do. Yeah. Christmas has always been a pretty uh, it, Christmas has actually been a very big thing for me. Like I was that kid in my family that just loved all of the magic of it. Like I wanted to put up the decorations like right away. Like I yeah. love the traditions of it and all this kind of stuff. So I really loved it and nobody else like they all liked it but nobody else went as crazy as I did over right. Christmas yeah so it's always been a bit of a it's it, the holiday itself is a big trigger for me because I have oh. I have so many expectations of myself and of how I want it to play out mm. that I'm very aware are my own expectations and I've really worked on that and kind of let stuff go and and yeah. created it for myself but I because so much of the holiday, I think it's it's kind of sold to us as like, oh, spend time with family. And of course, that's very important. And it is a good, it's a good thing to spend time with family. And I get along very well with my family. But it's also when you are reliant on other people to help mm. help build some kind of feeling or some kind of moment or some kind of, you know, event and environment around you, it can yes. be really hard to separate all the feelings and emotions and everything that comes with that because not everybody's going to do the things in the way that you want them to be done and you're not oh, going to do the things that other people want you to do you know and it's it's yeah. really hard figuring out the balance there and figuring out what really is important you know yes. like for me I had uh, for a long time I had you know people in my family kind of thinking that I was um like overreacting or exaggerating how much it meant. And I was like, no, it actually really means that much to me. Like, it's a really mm. important thing to me, certain traditions, because I love, you know, family history. And I love like my family ha doesn't have very many traditions. We don't have, we're not a family yeah. that has heirlooms. We don't have things passed down. I'm first generation Canadian. Like my parents are both immigrants. You know, my, they got divorced when I was very young. We didn't have a lot of things that were very consistent in my childhood, yeah. except Christmas was it always was even if like because my parents were divorced one would do Christmas like a week beforehand and then we do actual Christmas with and they'd flip each year yeah but even when we didn't have Christmas on actual Christmas Eve or Christmas Day it's still like we would still do the full thing the Christmas tree like everything you know we would do everything yeah the same way so it still had all the feelings like it still was you know, magical and traditional magical. in the same way, you know. You've raised a really interesting point there too, which I hadn't even considered. So my parents split up when I was 17 and they actually split up on Christmas Day. So, oh, no way. But when, when I was 16, <laughs> so like, but we didn't know about it. We like found out weeks later when like dad had moved out and we were like, yeah. uh, where's dad? <laughs> so oh, no. that's a story for another day. But <laughs> yeah. we found out it was on Christmas Day. I think that kind of plays on my mind a little bit, but all of that to say, I didn't really have to figure out sharing Christmases mm. until I was out of school. And it's so interesting because, you know, it's that story of like every child grows up in a different family. Yeah. Like all siblings. Yeah. So I was 17 when dad moved out and, you know, mum's on her own. So we probably had one Christmas, but I'd finished school after that year. And, 
and that kind of thing. But ever since, I feel almost this fear around Christmas because it's oh. like family drama primed. Like it's just yeah. primed for that oh, drama. Totally. Because mm-hmm. I think because the, like my sister is only 18 months younger than me. Admittedly, my two younger brothers, like my youngest brother must have been like nine when they split up. Okay. But they didn't ever make this, like they never really figured out how to do sharing and stuff to the Um, point where even now there's still conversation that goes on about like, oh, you know, dad holding this event and all the kids went to that or mum held this event and all the kids went to that. And it's like this ongoing scoreboard that's like constantly running where I feel this incredible, and this is maybe why I've just backed away and been like, I'm just going to do my own Christmas for the last seven years. I mean, being overseas makes it incredibly easy. (laughs) But I I get nervous for having to like manage the fairness of it all because there's just absolutely no way but to I do it. But I think that that's even even in families that that the parents are still married or whatever like I think that that is the holidays is making sure yeah. that everything's fair for everybody because you've got in-laws and you've got different sets of grandparents and you've got people who live in different places and if you make one choice it's affecting other people. Oh, mm. if we go and have Christmas dinner with these people, then that means that those people or that person's eating alone, you know, and these people don't get along, but we haven't seen them in forever. Or we just want to do our own thing as a family unit and have that be okay and not involve the whole rest of, you know, everybody, the whole rest of the planet, basically. Absolutely. You know, as as challenging as being around my family for a long time in Mexico is going to be, it Mm -hmm. is also huge, a huge relief in a sense of we're going away for Christmas and Mm. we don't have to, nobody has to cook. Nobody has to do any of that stuff. We can all entertain ourselves. We can all like go and do whatever. We don't have to travel and like, nobody's going to feel left out and all that. The scoreboard's going to be very clear. Like exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, so there's no, we're doing like a white elephant Christmas exchange where, you know, it's a $30 gift. It's where you like, um, you buy like a generic gift, like of a certain limit, like we're doing Mm -hmm. $30 and each person comes with their own gift wrapped, but mm-hmm. it's not for anybody specific. The idea yes. is it should be good for like generally most of the people in the group. And then you can like open a gift and you can either choose to open a gift from the pile or you can steal somebody else's gift. Yes. And I've never heard it called white gift. elephant. Mm, I think yeah. it's, there's a few it's different, names, different for names for it. Yeah. 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 I l- actually quite enjoy that. It's funny because in my family, we have never gotten to this place of doing something like that. It's just certain people give gifts to other people and then other people have just stopped giving gifts to the, each other. <laughs> like yeah. there's this weird dynamic where like everyone's kind of still giving gifts to mum and mum's still giving gifts to everyone else. But like between the siblings, we're like, eh. But then all of these like grandchildren or like cousins oh, have all yeah, come bring into the, the situation. Into the, yeah. And so now we're buying things for the for the nieces and nephews, yeah. but not for each other, like the adults. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't it's know. Funny like, it's funny. so bizarre. Because in my out. family, we actually created a rule around it. And we told oh. each other too, when we turned, I think was it when we turned 30, like for the siblings, when we turned 30, like yeah. we're not getting, there's no expectation to get each other anything for Chris or for um, your birthdays. Like right. nothing for birthdays. If you want to give a card, you can, but like, we're not going to, nobody like don't do birthday presents our mom so still as gets the youngest mm-hmm. as the youngest how did that play out for you it like, was did you still have to keep until I was 30 ah. no well it was when each person so like when my sister turned 30 then we stopped for her when I and then when I turned 30 we stopped for me oh, kind of thing like for each individual person when they 
they got to that point, we didn't do it anymore. And then we got, got to you. a point, like when we were adults, um, I think once my nieces, my first niece was born, like when kids kind of came into the picture, like grandkids and whatever. Yeah. Then I think we, we made the thing of like, we're not buying presents for everybody. This is crazy. We are all adults. We're all making our own money. Like if we want something, we're going to buy it. We don't need to be doing this, but yeah. we would do, we usually pick names. So you'll pick like one person's name and we've got a price yeah. limit on it. So it's not anything crazy. Yeah. And we'll usually do like a little list of like, here, oh, here's some stuff I want or whatever, like to make it easy. Or we'll just do stockings where like, yeah. Stocking stuffer kind of stuff. Yeah, stocking stuffers. Yeah. That it's just fun to like open something. And it's like little yeah. cute stuff and whatever. But yeah. it's nothing too serious. It's nothing, you know, mm, yeah, like too expensive or anything like that. It's so interesting because so so you're the youngest and yeah. I'm the eldest. So yeah. I had a really interesting experience where so I up until I was maybe I think I left Australia when I was 23, 24. And no older than that 27 anyway <laughs> up until I was 27 I was I I went to every one of my siblings graduations I and this I always lived far away so I like flew for graduations I flew for um all of my siblings like musical they were in musicals and I would fly for all the their performances I yeah. did gifts I like helped them out when they needed a little bit of cash here and there yeah. and then when they turned the ages I was when I was doing that like gift giving and such. Yeah. I never had it returned. And it's always been this like really sore point for me where I was mm. like, it wasn't financially easy for me as like a yeah. young 20 something to like have the money and to sacrifice my own holidays and things to go back and be a part of that. And admittedly, yeah. they weren't asking me to do that. I was kind of like, I wanted to see all of that stuff. And yeah. I suppose that's kind of, you've got to balance like, well, was it for me or was it for them? Right. But I've always felt a little bit sore that they like finished school and just stopped giving me gifts because I, mm. and, and like the two youngest are boys. So I feel like it, the brothers like yeah. are not, notoriously bad yeah. for giving yeah. presents. But I always felt a bit like dirty about it where I was like, mm. well, I've, I've made a big effort. Yeah. But I have to like take that on myself where, you know, like the five love languages, I feel like gift yeah. giving is something that. I don't actually know if it's like truly my love language or if I was taught it because my mum's love language is gift giving. Mm. And like we didn't buy her a gift for one of her birthdays and she like lost it on us and we like never didn't get her a gift again. That gift giving is, like- yeah, gift giving is a big one for me. Although it definitely used to be one of my more important love languages and it's become yeah. less important as the years go on, although it yeah. still definitely is a trigger for me. Yeah. Like if I, but I think the trigger for me is more if I have expectations around it. Like if I yes. don't expect something from somebody, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Mm. But if I expect something and I'm like, and they, they kind of fail me in that way, then I get yeah. super disappointed. But I think yeah. that that's kind of like speaking to the whole you know, stress around the holidays is so much of it can be boiled down to expectations, the expectations mm-hmm. we have of ourselves, the expectations we have of other people, social yes. expectations, because that's a big one at the holidays too. Of like, oh, well, you have to host the holiday, the neighborhood holiday party or the potluck or the whatever. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's getting, you know, has been a bit less over the last few years with COVID, but mm. 
But now I think that some stuff is opening up in certain places. I think some of that is coming back into play. Yeah. Or maybe people are going out to holiday parties again. And there's an expectation to look a certain way, dress a certain way. Yeah. Fancy enough bottle of wine or whatever it is. Like, yeah, there are all kinds of expectations on us. And I think it's really important for us to take a good look at all of those things and see where are the expectations coming from? Because mm. when it's coming from us, we're in control of that. We can change that. Yes. When it's coming from other people, we still have a choice. We can decide whether we are going to play along with those expectations or if we're going mm. to set some boundaries and say, you know what? I know that this is what you expect of me, but I can only give you this, this, and this. Or, yes. you know, this is what I'm able to do for you in this situation, you know, and acknowledge, okay, great. I know that that's the expectation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and but you I'm know, this speaks it. to like, <laughs> absolutely. I think that speaks to another, and, and, and this is a really lovely segue into what we, we kind of want to like talk of like prepare you, our listeners for some, some things to even go away and like journal about or think about or prepare yourself for in, uh, in preparation for the, this upcoming holiday season. Mm-hmm. And if you have like get togethers and things happening where, you know, there's, this shit that comes up um <laughs> what there is no <laughs> what? uh is oh I just lost my train of thought there was oh, like shoot, something sorry. about preparing something <laughs> about prepare yourself uh, oh boundaries I just wanted to talk mm. about like boundaries and expectations and also kind of like having conversations ahead of time uh, as one of the suggestions yeah and I think you know especially when it comes to like the gift giving situation that's what it was. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> is I think part of this whole uh, challenge is also being vulnerable. So it's whether mm. to say like, so let's use the example like you're a financial coach. Let's talk about like the money side of things. Yeah. If you're not in a financial position, because that's the other challenge that's like the it's pandemic huge. has brought is like mm-hmm. so many people have lost jobs or have had reduced incomes. So perhaps the gift giving is not going to look the same. And especially when it's like adult to adult, I think there's an opportunity here to just be like really honest with one another and say, hey, I am struggling financially. I really want to have a lovely holiday season with you. Can we, you know, and then choose your option. Like, can we maybe not do gifts or can we do small, can we do a white elephant can we do exactly yeah like with a low limit it doesn't have to be 100 bucks and and that goes along with the thinking okay what is it we want to get out of this we want to have a good time with people and you know sometimes that gift giving it's a bit more of an event it's a way to entertain us and and that type of thing so you know come up with um yeah, a plan for how to deal with those things. Yeah, and that exactly. is like not to, you know, talk about my business, but as a financial coach, I always tell people start talking about your money. You mm. need to talk about your money. I am so sick of the stigma around not talking about our finances with people. You yes. don't need to go and show people, oh, here's what's in my bank account and here, look at my credit card statement. This is what I've spent. I'm not saying that. But to go and honestly say to somebody, listen, you know what? I know every year we do this really splashy gift exchange and the expectations are of this, but I just can't do it this year. It's been a hard year, you know, or even if it hasn't been a hard year and you're like, you know what? I actually am changing the way that I'm spending my money and I don't want 
want to spend it on all this stuff. I don't need any of this stuff. I just yeah. want to hang out with you guys and, and spend some time. Let's go do a free activity. There's well, this so is the many other free thing, activities right now. Right. I have actually in the last couple of years stopped giving um, physical gifts and I have mm. almost exclusively been giving experiences. Yeah. And I find that they're really well received. And, you know, here's a hot tip. Get on the likes of Groupon or Mm -hmm. one of those like deal websites. I have gotten like even like really cheap stuff. I've been sending people to uh, 10 pin bowling for like $10. Yeah. It's so cheap. And it's like one of those activities people maybe don't do very often. And they're like, make sure they've probably done it before. But then they're like, oh, I haven't done that in ages. And it's like this nostalgia. Like it has so much wonderful stuff. And it was $10 for this experience that they get to go and enjoy themselves with someone. And like, I think there's so much opportunity when you say about like having the communication. I also think that this, we've talked a lot about like that extended family situation, Mm -hmm. but I also think this goes for like your significant other, if you have one, or like if it's just your mom or, you know, whomever. I also have had chats with my husband about what's our limit for the children. Like, because the other thing too, is if you're if you want to try to be lighthearted about it, setting a stricter limit can sometimes create fun. If you're like, oh, what can I get for a hundred dollars? Mm-hmm. Like how much can I fit into that? Yeah. Um, especially for kids. Like one of the things I used to love in my stocking was those bags of gold chocolate coins. Oh, yeah. Like every single year we got yeah. them and they're like two bucks. And yeah. so like, but I loved them. Like I, and I'm honestly, as a child, yeah, like as a child, like we did not have a lot of money growing up. And honestly, it was one of the best things I think ever. I didn't feel yeah. that way at the time, but now looking <laughs> back on it, it's like, it was awesome because every little thing had its own importance. And it was like, oh yeah, these cookies that we only have at Christmas time. And it was so special, you yes. know, and stuff that like everything meant a little bit more because we didn't get everything that we wanted. We didn't get all of the stuff like the, there weren't a million presents under the, under the tree. So every single present that was there had held a lot more meaning for us, you know? Yes. Well, and you raise a great point there too. Cause like something so we, as I mentioned earlier, we brought sacks because I, I, I really have this like environmental opposition mm. to gift wrapping. Yeah. <laughs> like I get really like funny. I can't buy one, a roll for myself. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. So we bought sacks that each of us have. That's like, we have like a different, like everyone's got their own sack yeah. and that's where we put all the stuff. And it's so funny because we maybe bought the sacks too big, because <laughs> but they're like a decent Santa sack kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And the first year we had them, my husband had bought me um, experiences that I still haven't used because it was right before COVID and then COVID happened. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to go and play with the otters, <laughs> but I haven't been able to do it yet. COVID but, was like, no, you're not exactly, allowed. Exactly. <laughs> not allowed. But because he he like uh print I don't know if he he like printed one thing that was like here's your voucher and the other thing he like made he was supposed to take me to a cocktail making course and he oh cool he like made a cocktail glass out of a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and then he went into my sack and he's like oh shit (laughs) it's so (laughs) empty so like stuffed it full of this fake snow and I'm like rifling through like oh my gosh what has he got me (laughs) it's like these two pieces of paper which I really like I still haven't redeemed them but yeah um I was a little like excited for them, but it was like, oh, and it made me think just now that I maybe should have bought smaller ones for my children because Mm. I do like the idea of like kind of educating them early on what a gift can be because Mm -hmm. I very much growing up, like the bigger the 
stack of presents under the tree. The, yep. the, the, you know, the more stuff the stocking was. Like, we used to get so disappointed if the really big present wasn't for us. Like, right? oh, that's for my brother. What? Exactly. <laughs> and But I like the idea of like kind of educating them now on it being about like experiences too or mm-hmm. like or and kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and like even with us going back to Australia soon, I've said to the grandparents, like, please don't send us stuff. We're only going to have to move it. Let's save our stuff until, like, save any presents until we get back to Australia. And yeah. what about we haven't seen each other for years? What about we all do an experience? Like, let's go to a theme park or let's go to a mm-hmm. like. There's some a couple of lovely zoos around. Like, take the kids. Like, I want to educate them. So this is even just a good reminder for me to be like talking to the children now about mm-hmm. like look at this amazing thing we're going to do later. Yeah. Unfortunately, children have a struggle with like the concept of time, but we'll overcome Yeah. (laughs) Part of the thing too, I think is, and it's something that I teach my clients is like you, you don't need to spend a lot of money. Like you're in charge of the expectations that you're setting for your family unit. Right. Yes. So you're in control of what, how your kids react to getting a small present or no presents or really big presents, or you're setting those expectations. So every single year, if you're competing almost with yourself to outdo yourself from last year or to outdo your next door neighbors or to outdo your, you know, friends and family and whoever, like, then you're in control of that. You can stop that at any time. And you're the one who can make the rules and say to your kids, listen, actually the real point of this is for us to spend some quality time together. And, Mm. you know, you're going to get one really nice gift and some other little stuff, but it's going to be a really fun time. And, you know, like, like change the, the way you talk about it. And it's, it doesn't have to be a negative thing of like, Oh, you know, I'm only able to get you this this year. Absolutely. But do you know what the other thing too, I've just realized as we're talking about this is that it's okay for our kids to be disappointed. Yeah. It's okay. Like disappointment is a normal part of life. So when we're all all excited. Necessity. (laughs) Yes. And like, but it's natural that like, especially if you've got the traditional looking Christmas of the children run out to the Christmas tree and there's boxes and they're all Mm -hmm. wrapped and they're wondering which is theirs. Of course, the excitement and like the emotions are high, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like the wonder and the curiosity. Yep. And so when that dips, when that goes away, when the, all the wrapping is unwrapped and we know whose is whose, of course, there's going to be disappointment. Like, I think we're also that- in this role of like, we keep buying more and more to kind of like escape the disappointment. Exactly. But it's always going to be there at it's the end. Always it's always going to be there. Whether you yeah. spend $1,000 or $10, exactly. there is always going to be that disappointment there. So like stop taking that money, like take it out of the equation, just do what you're able to do and what you want to do and make it a bit more pure and a little bit less about everything else and what everybody else is doing and what you think is, is, um, you know, your baseline of what has to happen. Cause a lot of that is based on how we were raised. We're either fighting against things, you know, if you were raised with very little money, you might feel the need to go over the top and give your kids or give your family an experience that's like something you never could have when you were a child or Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's the opposite right where it's yeah like yeah but I just think like if you figure out where it's coming from and try to pinpoint what's happening like just kind of like what we we did in our very first um experiment where it's Mm. being intentional and along with that came that this awareness of 
How are you spending your time? How are you spending your money? How are you spending your holidays? And what do you want to get out of it? How do you want to intentionally approach that time and make the most out of it? And, you know, just think about it a little bit more, I think. And even to think like, what am I making this mean? Because you look at the discipline, like let's use the example of the disappointed children. Mm -hmm. You like, I think a lot of parents would look at that and go, I didn't do enough. Like I'm making that mean. I didn't do enough. When in fact, what's more likely the case is just the child is disappointed because it's like the excitement of the present opening, which they've probably been looking forward to for weeks, yeah. is over. Yeah. Like, it, which isn't actually about natural. you. But we, yeah, yeah. But like the, the story we're telling ourselves is like, it's this is something I've done. Like, this is yeah. on me. Like, that, that emotion relates to me when it probably doesn't. And yeah. I think that yeah. that relates to so much, like talking about the expectations of family too. Mm-hmm. When someone, get stroppy because I don't know the turkey's not cooked the way they thought or yeah. you know you didn't bring enough of something I don't know what the, the problems that you experience are but like <laughs> you know like whatever that is yeah. it's also to kind of do that that two second check with yourself to go like is this my stuff like what's the yeah. meaning I'm going to make out of this because I could make it mean that I didn't do enough like they're telling me or I could recognize that they're an individual and a human being with their own set of emotions swirling mm-hmm. at this Christmas at this holiday season and so they're making their disappointment mean that it's my fault. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is. Yeah. And some of that, I think, too, you really touched on a good point of um, I think it's really important to try to the more aware we are of ourselves, I think it is easier to be aware of other people and maybe what they're going through and their emotions and all of that stuff. So I, I almost think it's like bringing some compassion into it. And yes. yes, this is about self-care and it's about learning how to take care of ourselves. But in that, I think we can also show that compassion to the people around us and kind of see, because if you can see, oh, you know, my mom always cooks a big dinner from scratch and all this stuff and she ends up getting disappointed or people aren't really acknowledging that that's what's going on, you know, like that she put that much effort in and all this kind of stuff. Like you can see she's trying to get some meaning out of it. Mm you can you can address it in a yes. in a different way or you can yes. you know show some compassion towards that person because we're all flawed we're all just people we're doing the best we can and sometimes you know i think there are certain situations especially with family where we get triggered really easily because of the pattern that we're in with them. But if you just try to step outside of it a little bit, instead of getting triggered and having that immediate reaction, that emotional reaction to just be able to see like, Oh, maybe that's coming from a different place or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're attributing certain meanings to all of this on themselves. And well, even yeah, sorry to cut you off there. Cause it even reminds me like kind of coming back to, the love languages thing. I know. So my mom is high on gift giving, but she's also really high on acts of service. Okay. And uh, so for anyone who just needs a very quick rip around of what the five love languages are, it's act of service, which is like when you do something for someone, gift giving, words of affirmation, so saying nice things, um, physical touch, so like cuddling, that kind of thing. And the fifth one is... It's now escaping me. I always get stumped on the fifth one. You said acts of service, right? Acts of service. Yeah. Acts of service, gift giving. Gift giving, words of affirmation, physical touch, 
a quality time. Uh-huh. Quality time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's my gift? I was like, like oh, I'm going to have to look at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so my mum's second love language that's really high is acts of service. So she loves doing things for other people. It really mm-hmm. like, it rewards her by being in right. service to other people. And so I, as part of what you were just saying, kind of like checking in as to why that person's doing it. Sometimes it's also coming from this positive place where like they're mm-hmm. doing it, not because they need you to reciprocate. They might need you to appreciate yeah. But they are actually getting something out of that as well. So maybe, yeah. like I know my uh, mother-in-law, she's a big gift giver as well. And she loves to buy something from every country that she travels to for mm. my daughter, which I found really challenging to begin with because I was trying to be really minimalist about the toys and things that my daughter got mm-hmm. until I kind of stepped back because I kept being like, oh, she's not listening to us. Like we don't want that. When in actual fact, it's it's serving her personal yeah. need to like sh- show love to her grandchildren yeah that's how she expresses it it's not about you guys and what no. boundaries you've set it's she's like but that's how that's I it. that's how I communicate that I love somebody so exactly I don't and know how to ca- do it any other way that, yeah, <laughs> you know? she doesn't have that it's like yeah. she feels really at a loss yeah. and as if she's being a bad um, grandmother yeah and so it's kind of like yeah when you take a step back and start to like question not from like a well, why are they doing that? But more like question, what's the motive? Mm-hmm. Then you start to get a better understanding and you can bring that compassion. Yeah. And I think too, I wanted to say, you know, part of compassion is also be self-compassionate, like to, yeah. to bring compassion to yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, something I wanted to raise, which I'm sure is going to come up in some of the other stuff we're going to talk about. I keep thinking like, if I was to be compassionate to myself, it's also about like taking space from the day, like the situation of the holiday, like, I am in a family where I've got a lot of extroverts who do not want to like be anywhere but with each other. And yeah. I like need a chance to like step back and yeah. be like, I'm just going to take 30 minutes. Yeah. I didn't used to like actually t- tell anyone that though. And so they'd be like, what's wrong? Oh, why are you over there? <laughs> yeah. I am exactly the same way. My problem with that is that I also have very strong FOMO. So it's, yes, it's I have like this inner conflict of like stepping back when I need to, which is always why yes. I push it way longer than I need to, especially with my family. I push it so long. So then I'm at that frazzled, like breaking point mm. where I'm like, somebody could just say something super innocent to me and I will lose it. Like, I'll just totally break down. And they're like, what is happening? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, if I just was more in touch with with what I need and that Mm. self-compassion and being like, Hey, you know, like I would walk up to, if, if my husband is feeling overwhelmed in my family, Mm. you know, cause his family's overseas. So we spend a lot of time with my family and he loves them, but it's also, it's challenging for somebody who's not in the family to then be thrown into that. Right. Yes. So, but I'll keep an eye out for him and see like, Oh, he's feeling, you know, he's, he's, it's getting to be a bit much for him. And I'll go suggest to him, like, you know, if you want to just go like watch TikToks or whatever, (laughs) like go do whatever you want. You don't have to sit here anymore. But I yeah. have never once said that to myself. Like, yeah, it's so easy to advocate for others and not for yourself. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, it makes me think because I was just sitting here going, hmm, like, like, what's the solution to this? Because I feel exactly the same way. I'm mm-hmm. huge. I just want to, I want to have experienced all of it. And the yeah. first time I ever like actually committed to myself rather than the FOMO was when we were back in Australia a couple of years ago, we'd had my daughter's first birthday um, and we'd had this big do with all these family members and a photographer. 
And the plan was to go to my husband's grandparents and so my daughter's great grandparents house for dinner that afternoon. And I, I'm a, I'm a host. I enjoy hosting, but I, it literally zaps me of everything I have. And I kind yeah. of like that. I like the up and down of hosting. Cause I'm like, yeah. I'm so into it. And then I crash hard and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy the crash as well. It's like part of well, it was well earned, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. so I made the decision not to go to the grandparents house, um, to, and to like be a part of that, which was a really hard decision for me at the time, because it was the only one-on-one time we were going to have with the grandparents and my daughter mm-hmm. as the great grandchild. And I, I missed it. Like I didn't get to experience that. Yeah. And I'm a little bit sad about it even now, but I still am pleased that I made it. Cause I would have just been, I wouldn't have even been able to enjoy it. Like I was so and that's exhausted. The thing. I think it comes back to what we were talking about it at the beginning of the episode where it's like, what, is the most important thing here. Like you wouldn't have been able to enjoy it. You would have been miserable. Like it wouldn't have been a great, you would have missed it anyway. Right. Yes. Yes. You're just putting, like, you're just torturing yourself or you're just, you know, and I think that that becomes tricky when we're, we are around other people too, because we're not putting our best foot forward, so to speak, or, you know, we're maybe going to snap more at other people or be cranky or tired or, People won't want to be around us in that way. Not that you need to be a person that people want to be around all the time. I'm not suggesting that, but it's just. No, but I think if you'd want to still be around, like you don't want to feel like that and be around other people either. Like Exactly. And I think it's just that thing of like, okay, if the point of this gathering right now is to to have this outcome, you know, how do I achieve that in the best way? Yes, right, exactly. Well, and do you know, this is why I I was bringing that up is because as kind of like the solution I can see if you have the foresight to kind of like do this, we were talking about planning in, in advance and communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and you know, I'm even putting this in my mind for like next year when I'm with all of my family, because <laughs> I'm inevitably having been away for five years and not spent Christmases with anyone for seven. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be like, <laughs> Maddie, yep. like Maddie's family, <laughs> let us have Christmas with you um, or come to us. I think I'm going to, say to whomever we're having Christmas with, hey, we all have a Christmas uh, nap at two o'clock. Yeah. Like we're all having a nap. We're all going to yeah. go and have, it yeah. doesn't have to be a nap, but it's going to be quiet time. We're going to go do our own thing. And even if they're like, oh yeah, we always do that. It doesn't matter. I think just having the expectation out there, like yeah. it's not, it's where it's not like, an expectation. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Like yes. give everybody, including yourself permission to be yes. doing that. Because I, I do think-, think we think we need to be on a hundred percent of yes. the time, especially if you have limited time with loved ones or whatever it's yeah. we think that it has to be a hundred percent of the time and that is not realistic at all no. and sometimes in fact during those down times you can have the most um connected moments with somebody yes. like I know sometimes that's what we've kind of started doing with my family too I know we all got together in the summer and it was like oh man, like it's just constant socializing. I just need some time to just sit and play on my phone. And so I was doing that and my sister was doing that and my niece was doing that, like all kind of in the same area. And it was really cool that we felt okay to do that. But it also was like funny where we started like laughing with each other. We were, And then we started playing a game like against each other, each from our (laughs) phones and stuff. So it ended up becoming like a really fun connected moment where we were actually ended up kind of experiencing our downtime together yeah which you know I love that as a suggestion yeah but I love that as a suggestion that I've never ever heard before imagine if 
you had, if you have parents or family, I should say, who are like very uh, extroverted, want to spend time with you, be like, yeah, cool. Can we do it via our phones for 15, yeah, 20 minutes? Exactly. Like, yeah. I love the idea of having like, have I told you that I've gotten into this game called Blockus? No. Have you ever played Blockus? I don't know if I have. Is it kind of like Tetris? Oh, yes. And it, it, it's blown my mind. I've never like, loved Tetris. I no, but like it's, say, but it's the strategy and it's oh. playing with four people. And oh. like it is I'll play that with so you online. Fun. Okay. Yeah, I'll get I'll send you the app. It's called Do Blocky, it. is the app. Okay. Um, but like I love the physical game. And so we went to try and buy it because we just had friends come and stay who brought it. And I was yeah. so addicted to it after one <laughs> game. I was like, we got I just can't stop thinking about my blocker strategy. <laughs> That is the <laughs> best. So yeah, I, was I still am thinking about it. I tried to buy it, but because of all of the um, natural disasters that have happened in Canada, mm. all of the shipping is really delayed. Yeah. And so I can't buy it at either of the shops here, like the oh, game no. shops. I can't. I, I, they can order it as quickly as I can from Amazon. So yeah. it's just like I've been waiting for blockers. <laughs> but I would love if we were all quiet on Christmas Day and yeah. I'd just be like, Everyone, we're going to play. And just send uh, somebody uh, like a funny meme or something. <laughs> yes. But like, yeah. I really like that. It's like our strategy to use to like yeah. have a chill, but it's like still connecting. I think yeah. you've really hit the nail on the head yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I also oh, think yeah. like board games. I mean, yes. if you're in a family or a friend group or whatever that doesn't play board games, I would highly encourage you to do so. Even if it's like an something easy, like, you know, Cards yes. Against Humanity or some one of those things where there's not a lot of thought, it's not huge strategy, but those kinds of things, playing something together can really shift the energy and kind yes. of get a different conversation going. It's a really good distraction because you're still spending time together and you'll start talking about other stuff. I always kind yeah. of liken it to like sitting around a campfire. You guys you have something to look at. You have something to kind of do and focus your attention on rather yes. than just sitting across the table like from each other and just staring at each other and trying to Absolutely. think of something to say. Or when somebody comes out with a controversial COVID remark or whatever, <laughs> then you're like, it gets awkward and gets heated really fast. So and you can yeah. be like, I sunk your battleship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Distraction. Distraction. Immediate yeah. distraction. Even if you didn't, just shout that. Doesn't even just matter if you're not it. playing battleships. Yeah. Like, just be like, oh, whoops, I forgot where we were. I was playing battleships. Exactly. <laughs> But I find that those like group activities or go for a walk and you can like, yeah. you know, get active at the same time, get moving, you know, that makes a big difference. Like try to shift the energy if you can. Yeah, I know it's not always easy, especially when you're the one that's kind of in the thick of it and feeling intense feelings or whatever. But sometimes um, I think especially with family and especially with some of like the controversial topics that are out there right now, it's like sometimes it's okay to to um to feel like you don't have to take on that fight that day you know mm -hmm. like you can save that fight for another day or you can say okay well like uncle bob or whoever isn't on my invite list anymore but we'll get yeah. through this this dinner and you know whatever yes. kind of thing like it's okay to have other um like uh what am i trying to say other um like strategies or strategies or other outcomes from yes. it than yes. just like having some emotional blowout with this person immediately yes. th at that time because you just found out they're anti-vax and you're like yeah that you don't support that or whatever it is right yes. like well, and, uh, you can we, leave it for that, another day right yeah and this is something mm -hmm. like we, we uh really wanted to stress in this episode was like 
kind of plan your, like know what your triggers are, like get a sense mm-hmm. of what your triggers might be and go broad. Like you, like you don't have to have a detailed plan for every single one of your triggers, but just at least knowing, oh, if someone mentions that, yikes, I need to, I need yeah. to have an exit strategy. And then kind of having, like, it, I think you can have a fairly broad set of strategies for exiting yeah. situations. Um, you don't need to be like, if someone mentions vaccination, <laughs> I need to go back to my vaccination handbook <laughs> yeah. and understand everything. Like you can just be like, I'm going to bounce or, you know, what's a great one. I just got to pop to the loo. Like, yeah, just, exactly. I'm, and for anyone who's not Australian and doesn't know what that means, I just need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like just get out of there. Yeah. Like just exactly. Just remove yourself from it. It's fine. Yeah. You know? Yep. And yep. you know, you've just had a Christmas lunch. Like let it yep. take a while. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no one's gonna judge. <laughs> exactly. Take <laughs> like your phone and have your quiet time on the toilet. You don't have to do anything. Send but, them funny memes. It's fine. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> About vaccination. No, don't do that. Exactly. Don't do that. <laughs> that's a mistake. <laughs> but I think having a plan for them that's fairly broad, like having things just like exit strategies, I think mm-hmm. is really fabulous. Yep. And that's exit strategy to get out of those awkward situations as well as when you're feeling that burnout approaching. Yep. Like what's, yep. and, and kind of to have an understanding of like, what point do I need to hit where I'm going to be like non-negotiable, i got to bounce for 30 minutes. Yep. Like I need to go and take And some that's time. a big one because like what we just talked about, it's like, I'm not great at that. I always leave it too long. But if I kind of, if I really sat down and thought about it beforehand, which I'm going Mm -hmm. to do is, you know, think about, okay, you know, those feelings, you know, these triggers, like this holiday season comes every year. Yes. This year looks different. Last year looked different because of COVID. It still looks different this year, but it might Mm -hmm. be that things are opening up and you might be going back to a little bit more quote unquote normal. Um, but regardless, like, you know, if you are going to be spending time with family, you know, your family, like, this is not brand new stuff for you. You know what you're walking into. Yes. It's more just acknowledging it, understanding it now and having an idea and a plan of how you're going to deal with it when it happens, because it will happen. Yes. <laughs> it's not, you know, think- it shouldn't be a surprise in that way. Right. And I think part of that plan as the very first step is like to remove judgment of yourself for feeling whatever it is. Because like straight away, I'm like, I definitely get to this judgy place of like, oh, you're exhausted. Like you're just, as that FOMO comes in, like you're going to miss out and you're like, why can't you just push through? Like, I think if you make a plan to be self-compassionate and to Mm -hmm. advocate for yourself and to acknowledge what I'm feeling is valid, like I almost think. I don't know if this would help you. Like, I think this is what I'm going to do is the first time I start questioning it, the first time I catch the thought of like, oh, I'm feeling a bit tired. It's like, that's my trigger. Like that's me going, whoop, okay. I'm not letting it go any further than this. I'm going to, I've made a commitment to myself earlier. I'm going to go and have 30 minutes and you just go. And give yourself that permission. And it is that thing I think too, around families, especially is, um, it, it's it's shocking once you kind of lead the way, it's yeah. surprising how easy it is for other people to get on board with that. Yes. So for, you're like, you know what, you guys, I'm just going to take a time out. You go play that game or you go for that walk without me or you go, you know, do that thing, whatever you're doing and watch that football game or whatever it is people do. <laughs> do <Yeah>. it without <laughs> me. Yeah. I'm just going to go, you know, lie down for half an hour or I'm just yes. going to go over here and you don't even need to explain yourself to people just say you know what I need a minute 
and that's fine. Yeah. Everything's good. It's I'll like, I'm great, soon. but I'll yeah. be back. I'll be right back. You know, I love that. And I like what you said about like setting the example, because the other thing is too, especially in the situations like yours, Kristen, and inevitably what's going to be my situation for the forthcoming years, you're going to end up seeing people for Christmas like repeating mm-hmm. like you know on recurring Christmases yeah so or, or holidays and so I think when you do start to like kind of lead from the front with like this is how we're going to take better I'm going to take better care of myself other people are going to start being like oh yeah I wouldn't mind a 30 minute nap and yeah or, or the extroverts who are like come on are just going to be like oh well you know every Christmas you know Madison yeah. goes and has a, a nap like that's just how it happens exactly you start, we talked about traditions earlier. Mm-hmm. I think it's like part of the Christmas tradition. Even I was thinking one of my favorite Christmas shows is this British, um, this British show from years ago called Gavin and Stacey. And there's a Christmas episode where in the afternoon they all play board games. Like everyone's quiet, mm-hmm. huddled in groups of four playing board games. Like yeah. you can set up traditions like that that kind of create that like downtime vibe that you need that can Mm -hmm. carry on for years but someone has to start it like if everyone's used to giving into their FOMO and disregarding their own feelings Mm -hmm. and not advocating for themselves and getting stroppy and having arguments like that stuff will continue to happen until something changes and like maybe that's you that is the thing that's going to change and that's not easy and I acknowledge that that can be really tough uh, but it has to start somewhere. Absolutely. And I think it just really comes down to this whole thing of like, this is your life. You are in control of all kinds of things. And you're learning that as you go through. I know that's what I've been learning on this self-care journey. It's like, oh, I can make those choices and I can change the way that I'm acting and thinking and feeling in these moments. I can catch it and I'm aware of it, but you can also do that with the holidays. You can make it like how you're talking, Maddie, about creating new traditions or not going along with other traditions or changing them slightly so that people's feelings aren't hurt. But you're like, listen, I think this suits us a little bit better. I mean, now might be a great time for that because of COVID, because we've had to change a lot of traditions. We haven't been able to do things the way we've wanted to. Um, so it might be, it's kind of a catalyst for that. Things have already yeah. changed. So maybe you can be like, hey, you know what? This this one aspect of it didn't really suit me so well. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe can we do something else or suggest Jump on that change way. bandwagon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like blame COVID. Gosh, yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. that's what a great excuse. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it really makes me think uh, I've been reading a lot of like stuff online about the fact that we have all been behind our computers so much that even like Mm. going back to workplaces has been really challenging for people. Like our capacity to be extroverted around one another has really diminished through all of this time. And I think we all collectively need to acknowledge that. I also think on an individual level, we need to really expect that things are going to look different internally in our internal environment for us, probably this Christmas. And that it's okay. Even if they did last year, it could look even different again this year. And let it be okay. Uh, And like I said, let COVID be the excuse. Like if people are like, oh, gosh, what's the matter with you? I'm like, listen, Uh, COVID, COVID, man, I'm I'm exhausted. Like I haven't seen a Zoom screen all day. Like I got to go and chill out. Like Uh, I'm wearing um, pants that are not sweatpants. This is difficult. (laughs) Wearing clothes at all. I mean, from my my stomach down. (laughs) It's going to be really new for you. Um, I also think I just wanted to, you had a really great list here, Kristen. I wanted to just whip through Mm, as like 
what are some triggers that you might want to go and like think about so that you're prepped because yeah there's so many and we could have talked about so many more in this episode oh my gosh you guys and all of these are triggers for me all of these (laughs) me too (laughs) well I mean the very first one you have there is food food and like we didn't even touch on food but I think we've talked briefly about like I know I've definitely brought up some of my food challenges Mm. in previous episodes uh, and we're actually, I think, in the new year, going to do an experiment that revolves yeah, around Yeah, I think we definitely yeah, need to do that. Yeah. It's a big one. It is a big one. And, like, yeah. it's a big one around the holidays because yeah. we tend to judge ourselves for what mm-hmm. we're eating and we also judge ourselves based on what other people think of what we're eating. And it's I think there's the so me. much pressure, external yes. pressure, and there's so there's kind of this set idea of whatever traditions, like going back to the traditional thing, you know, where, oh, it's traditional that we do this. And it's, you know, it's, you know, for me, it's, I, I always, I've always struggled with food and the holidays usually are the time where I, even if I've been being really healthy and really good and really proud of me, like feeling good, whatever, the holidays always derail it always. Yes. And I think that goes hand in hand as well. And again, this is so relevant to the COVID situation Mm -hmm. is it has tended to be the case that people bodies have changed since we've been locked down and at home and all sorts of things. And so you might physically not feel the way you, did last time you saw your special people in your life and so that's something else to just prepare yourself for like whether Mm -hmm. you need to like prop yourself up or you know work on some fat phobia or whatever it is that is like the thing that's challenging you maybe you need to go and buy an outfit that makes you feel if you if you have the means to yeah that makes you feel confident like whatever you can do to help boost your confidence and not confidence and not let that be something that yeah, you know, plagues you during the day because that's just yeah. going to be miserable. And something I think too that has kind of worked for me in the past is allowing yourself, you know, giving yourself that permission to be like, listen, I love all of these holiday treats. They are my favorite things. Yes. I love them so much and I want to have the big dinner and all the chocolates and all the candies and whatever, but give yourself like a, a time limit for it. Like give yourself a, a range you know, it's like, yes. okay, I'm going to allow myself to just eat whatever I want for these two days or these three yeah. days. And after that point, I'm back to what I was, you know, actually yeah. eating vegetables again and not gorging myself on candies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, and, but, you know, it's interesting too, because something that we're going to talk about next year is like intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, part of that's uh, the big lesson across all of this, I think, is to slow down in our thinking, yeah. in our behavior. And to realize that if you do a mental check-in with yourself, there's a good chance after a week of, of uh, chocolate yeah. coins from your stocking <laughs> that you're like, I can't look you're not at feeling another good. chocolate coin. Yeah. yeah. Like I think if you start checking in, I know, I know this is definitely true for me and it's probably not true for everyone, but after I've had a big period of just like kind of letting loose on all the holiday fun treats, I'm like craving freshness. Like I just want yeah. like fresh fruit and fresh vegetables and like I think if we tune into our bodies and rather than letting like the voice in our head dictate Mm -hmm. like you should be back to you know healthy eating or whatever it is 
I think going back to like, what do I feel like really? Like, what do I, yeah. What do I actually feel like would like be nourishing for me right yeah. now? And uh, I know, yeah. Place to start. The, and that's so good to keep in mind too, because in the holidays, it can be really difficult when you've got people who are cooking big meals for you or, yes. you know, or grandma made her famous pie and how come you're not having a piece? And yeah. for you to be able to just say, well, actually, I don't really feel like it right now, but yeah. like, thank you. I appreciate this and all this kind of stuff. But you know, to be able to set that as a boundary and knowing that that's going to be coming and, you know, that it might be a challenge for you. Yes. Absolutely. It's just being aware of it in advance and having, creating that out for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's two, I think we've touched on a lot of these other triggers that we've mm-hmm. had written down, but there's two that I, one that we haven't got written down, one that we do, the <laughs> one that we do have written down, which is kind of like very different to everything we've been speaking about is if you're alone for Mm. your holiday season and admittedly this is not a situation I've ever been in so I I speak about this very theoretically Mm -hmm. um but I my biggest thing would just be to plan something that nourishes your soul for that day like to really you know and also for it to be okay if you feel lonely on the day like it doesn't mean Christmas has been ruined or it doesn't have to mean that like, you know, you do have do. some choice around that. Exactly. And I do think that because I have spent a couple of Christmases alone, um, they were by choice and by design. But um, the great thing about being alone at that time is that you can make it whatever you want it to be. You don't have those other influences of, oh, so-and-so always wants this food or so-and-so always has to watch this movie or we have to do it this way. And it doesn't, you don't have that feeling of people kind of pushing you against your will to be doing all kinds of things like because it's important to them, but you don't really care about it. So if you kind of try to flip around, you know, Yes, it can be lonely and yes, you can embrace that if it's if it's a choice you didn't make yourself and you're kind of like, you know, feeling a bit down about it. It's okay to feel down about it. It's okay to feel those things and to know that it's not going to be every holiday season that you're feeling that way. You know, Absolutely. it might be this one, but it's go- it's going to change. It's going to get yeah. better. Um, but it's also like then take it on as your own. Yeah. Get yourself special food get yourself something special like buy yourself get I buy myself Christmas gifts every year even now that I have a husband I have people in my life I buy myself something every year like I buy myself stocking stuffers and whatever like because gift giving is one of my strong love languages and Mm -hmm. I was always very disappointed by people not it's always been a great source of disappointment for me the people not buying something that I actually really liked because to mm. me, I, I took it as a, um, they don't really know me. Like it, it became yes. a bigger thing than it yes. needed to be. But then, so I was like, why am I getting so frustrated with other people? I can buy myself stuff. So I will buy myself something and I will wrap it at, like fully wrap it and put it under Good the tree and like open my presents and kind of pretend that I didn't know what was in there. Like I get yes. excited about it. Cause I don't just let myself have it right away. Cause that's also a thing. I think now it's like we just get so used to. I'm a shocker. Yeah, yeah. I I really struggle, especially. Yeah, I love the idea of giving gifts to yourself because I really feel like, oh, so many good things I want to talk about there. Um, (laughs) but uh, I'm so bad at opening presents and giving presents early. Like, 
I have to really like hold out because I just get so excited for the, I get the reaction. So, I get so excited too. Yeah. God, with that. that, But that's why it's kind of nice to make myself wait. Yes. And be like, no, you can't like wear that outfit that you bought for yourself right away like that's going under the tree because then I actually have that little bit of anticipation yeah. like I did when I was a kid where it's like oh I finally get I that like thing it. that I wanted <laughs> yeah. yeah I also thought too on the being alone I think we have a lot of opportunity now more than ever to catch up with people virtually yeah and so you know family friends you know mm-hmm. maybe there's even I think probably virtually televised like events and things yeah so plan ahead like reach out be vulnerable and Mm -hmm. say to the special people in your life hey I'm on my own for Christmas yep could we put a zoom call in the books for Christmas day so I can see you see someone like I'd love to spend a little bit of time with you I know being overseas for as many years as we have been we've always had um like calls on Mm -hmm. Christmas day. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting. Actually, last year we managed to get all of our calls because of the time difference with Australia, all of our calls were on Christmas Eve, which was great because then on the actual day, we didn't have to do Zoom calls. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I think that that's a really great solution that this day and age presents to people who don't have like people, especially if you're challenged by, you know, not being able to travel or, you know, uh, because of the COVID situation where you are, maybe you can't see people like use those devices at your disposal if you do have them at your disposal. And also feel okay about reaching out to other people who you know are alone. Yeah. Because I think that we all have this intrinsic thing inside of us that we, we want other people to reach out to us because it makes us feel good. Yeah. But sometimes It can feel just as good when you're the one who reaches out and you get a really positive response back. Like, I know I've done that before, you know, living in places where my family's not from, you know, I've moved here not knowing anybody and having like friends giving and like having, you know, orphan Christmas and all that kind of stuff of like all the people coming together. It's like when you reach out like and invite people to to dinners or invite people to a zoom call even if it's with a bunch of people they don't know you know who cares everybody wants to have that feeling of connection and it's okay like to not just sit there and wait for it to come to you because it doesn't always work that way sometimes you have to be the one that reaches out and and says what you need and it'll turn out that there will be lots of other people that also need that same thing. They just didn't have the voice to say it. I especially love orphan Christmas because we've had quite a few of those Mm. since being overseas. And I've really loved the kind of like hodgepodge Christmases that come together with like a really different collection of people. And because it tends to be people, especially if you're overseas as we are, it tends to be with other people who are also not in their like native country. Yep. And so you learn they kind so of bring, much, hey? Yeah, yeah. And like they bring dishes that are native to yeah. their land, and I bring dishes that are native to us. Not say native probably is the wrong way to put it, but like traditional to their yeah. family or whatever. Yeah. And it's like a really, it's just an interesting memory because it's really memorable to be like, oh, and you know, they brought that weird potato salad, and I brought my <laughs> potato salad, and like yeah. you get to compare and you get to have a really interesting conversation. And I've yeah. loved orphan Christmases since I've been away, and I always am very. I've tended to be the one to host them because I love hosting, <laughs> but I'm, I've actually been surprised how ready people are to say yes to coming when yep. I've asked. Yeah. And I think it speaks to exactly your point there of like, 
people want to be asked. People want like, yeah. you'd be surprised how many other people in the similar situation to you, if you are alone on Christmas in yeah. a you know place you're not always living, uh, who, who might feel like spending time with other human beings. Exactly. And like yeah. we said with COVID, it's like, if it can't be a traditional, hey, everybody come to my house, then set up your own Zoom party, set up yeah. your own thing and Not let it be whatever it is. Yeah. Door or something like, yeah. you know, yeah. five minutes of connection with someone that's really like heartfelt might feel really amazing on a day that's exactly. otherwise really lonely. So yeah. Yeah. And if you're not feeling lonely, then embrace being on your own. You can do whatever you want and sit around your underwear all day. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, the one other trigger that I wanted to talk about, and I, I, I was just realizing through this conversation that it's one of my triggers, mm. is uh, environmentalism. And it's okay. a really funny one because mm-hmm. I get really challenged. I, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this at length, but like I have a lot of hangups about doing things that are environmentally conscious and sustainable and that kind of right. stuff to the point where I make weird decisions like I, I very seldom buy paper towel because I'm like yeah. I'm so like yeah. oh but paper towel so like you know and I feel weird about buying toilet paper I buy toilet paper because <laughs> I don't know what else to do <laughs> until someone you gotta do up, something <laughs> there's a product idea out there no doubt but it's funny I get very challenged by Christmas because I feel a lot of waste about yeah. it Mm-hmm. And so I think this is a really important point from a self-care standpoint because for one thing I just want to put out there as like a fact, go and watch a documentary on Netflix. I think it's part of Explained. They talk about water consumption in the world and basically corporations are responsible for like 96% or something of water consumption. Oh yeah, Human beings with all of their con- conservation like on an individual level mm-hmm. amounts to very small impact. So yeah, I just gave me some permission to be like, okay, I can have so a slightly have longer shower. A long shower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah slightly longer. <laughs> um, but I think it's just to kind of like, that again, I think it's the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Like if you, on the most part, are environmentally conscious in your home and, you know, maybe you buy the disposable, like the biodegradable sponges or like you, you're doing like 80% of the stuff. Okay. Yeah. It might be okay on Christmas that you buy the, the cheap gold coins, the gold chocolate coins, because like yeah. that's part of the, the joy of it. And like, yeah. I, I think it's just about like, doing the best you can. Like you don't have to be perfect. I think this really relates to the perfectionism thing. But I think it's exactly what we were talking about, what, a few episodes ago um, of it's okay to be good enough. No, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have the perfect holiday. You don't have to have the perfect interactions with everybody. It just has to be good enough. And sometimes when you just let go of that and you allow everything to be good enough, you'll see that actually that good enough was really great. Yes. You know, because you were able to let go of the expectations and let go of the perfectionism and let go of all of it and just really enjoy that good enough moment. Yeah. And by just being able to enjoy it, it it got elevated to a great moment, you know? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's it, to your exact point. It's just checking in to feel confident that you did as much as like you had hoped to. Like, you yeah. know, like, like you did just do good enough, especially yeah. the environmental thing is like, so something I don't ever cons- like equate with self-care, but it really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is that uh, to the point where I remember once upon a time, I wanted to have all glass containers in my kitchen. Like I mm-hmm. wanted all of my, like, you know, the things that you put like um, leftovers and things in. Yep. 
I wanted them all to be glass. But because at the time I couldn't afford to buy my entire kitchen's worth of stuff in glass, I didn't buy any. And it was like this all or nothing. And I was like, yep. but I could buy like two of them right now. And get started and start Why aren't I it? doing it? Yep. Yes, yes. Yep. This, yeah, it was really bizarre. And so once I acknowledged that and I started like adding stuff, I'm now years into accumulating my yeah. glass and I like have quite a lot of it now. Yep. So most of my kitchen is like mostly glass, but it took me years to slowly keep adding. And the truth yep. is, if I hadn't done that, I'd probably still be here being like frustrated every time I walked in my kitchen being like, oh, I'm yeah. so wasteful. Like, look at all this. And just but, always like being hard on yourself that you haven't done anything yet, you know? It. Yeah. And instead I'm like kind of, I got to pat myself on the back at little junctions throughout to be like, oh, really? It made me feel good to buy that like reusable thing. It made me feel yeah. good to feel by this thing. So yeah. I, I think it's also an opportunity to like little uh, incremental upgrades, like incremental change. Yeah. And same thing goes for the holiday season. Like you might add, like, so for instance, buying the Christmas sacks was a strategy for us, Mm -hmm. like to have less wrapping paper. That was an incremental thing. Like we might do more stuff. I know people like wrap with, um, you know, in Japan, they like wrap with lovely scarves and things. Yeah, I'd love to do that. But oh, then my so Christmas gorgeous. presents end up so much more expensive. Yeah, you I know. A scarf for every present. <laughs> <laughs> but I also everyone's getting maybe, a scarf. Everyone's getting yeah. a scarf. But I also think like maybe you end up with a scarf collection that every year is your like wrapping exactly. and you just like collect them back up. I'm yeah. gonna work. That's gonna be my incremental yeah. upgrade for the next ten years or something. Yeah. But, yeah. but I love that, and I think you can carry it through to all of the things, all of the topics that we've touched on um, in this episode about the holidays, where it's like just just do little incremental things. And it's okay if you still end up having some big blowout with your family, you're becoming more aware now of what you need and, and that it doesn't all happen overnight. I mean, as you can tell with us on each episode, as we go through each month of our experiments, it's like, sometimes there isn't much change. And then sometimes it's like, oh, wow, I just had this total light bulb, light bulb moment and everything's falling into place. And it's going to happen slowly, but the more aware you are, the more you think about it before you go into these situations, the better off you'll be, even if it's not perfect, even if it doesn't go exactly the way that you had hoped it would go, it's still going to be good enough. It's going to be great. Yes. And ultimately we just wish you an intentional, uh, self-compassionate, self-care holiday season. Yes. Stay healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Be healthy, be happy, be all those things in whatever situation you find yourself in and know that you can remove yourself from any of those situations. Be good enough. You're good enough. It's all good enough. So happy holidays. (laughs) Happy holidays, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) 